The following is a message of First Baptist Richardson. For more information, please visit fbcr.org. All right, amen. Hey, thank you so much. Beautiful, just beautiful. Loved it all. Thank you very much. And thank you for um, ending 2023 right here with us. And uh, we hope and pray you have a, a great new year. I don't know if you are uh, New Year's resolution makers or not. Uh, I kind of am. I I made one yesterday, told Kathleen about it uh, last night, and hopefully she holds me to that. Um, So I don't know if you're a New Year's resolution maker or not. Some do, some don't. Uh, If you don't, that's, that's fine. And then there are others who kind of, you know, joke about it, make fun of it. Uh, That may be you. I I think I saw a couple of things uh, just this week. Somebody said, uh, asking what a New Year's resolution was. And they said, well, uh, New Year's resolution, it goes in one year and out the other. So um, kind of the way those things... uh, tend to work. Uh, New Year's resolutions make one, don't make one, but I thought today we might spend just uh, a little time uh, talking about, I think, some biblical, scriptural, New Testament resolutions that we all would do well to, to have a resolve about in 2024. So with that in mind, uh, I'm going to ask you to turn to a familiar passage. You may not need to turn to it. You may know it, but it's Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to look at verse 8, Acts chapter 1, and if you would, just follow with me as I read verse 8. So, uh, uh, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Familiar passage to most of us, but I want to suggest to us some resolutions or some resolve that maybe as we approach 2024, we'd do well to adapt to our lives. And the first one is this, that we would do well individually But I think collectively as a church, we would do well to resolve that uh, we would live with the power and under the authority of the Holy Spirit in 2024. It's kind of what we've been singing about, but the the resolution is, the resolve is that I will, we will live with the power of and under the authority of the Holy Spirit in 2024. Now, if you read Acts chapter 1, those first seven verses, it reads almost like a resolution. Now, if you've ever seen, you know, in the official resolution kind of thing, it's the whereas this, whereas that, whereas this, be it therefore resolved that. That's kind of the way Acts chapter 1, those first seven verses read. Whereas Jesus lived 30 years of private life, whereas he lived three years in a public ministry, whereas he uh, was 
uh, engaged in a, a fraudulent trial, whereas he was put to death on the cross at Calvary, whereas he was buried in a tomb, whereas he was raised again by the power of God, whereas Jesus was seen by as many as 500 of his followers following his resurrection, whereas all of these things happened, be it therefore resolved that we will live under the power and under the authority of the Holy Spirit going forward. That's kind of the way it reads. So the resolve is right here, December 31st, looking into 2024, wouldn't we do well to realize all that has happened with Jesus and that our resolve is to now, I I do want to live with his power and under the authority of the Holy Spirit. Some years ago, I had the privilege of uh, serving as the interim pastor at the First Baptist Church in Huntsville, Texas. Now, it is right across the street from the prison. But a lovely church had a great experience there. I was the interim pastor there for 13 months. We were living in Waco at the time, and so every Sunday morning, early on Sunday morning, Kathleen and I would get up and we would drive about two hours down to Huntsville and have a great day at the First Baptist Church of Huntsville. Early one Sunday morning, before we left, the phone rang, and it was the deacon chairman. And he said, uh, Pastor, listen, uh, y'all don't need to to come today. Uh, Hurricane Ike had just come through Houston and all the way up to Conroe and had done quite a bit of damage in Huntsville. And he said, I'll never forget what he said. He said, there's no power at the church. And I said, excuse me? He said, what I mean is, there's no electricity at the church. But sometimes I wonder, is there power at the church? Sometimes you have to wonder, is there really power in, at, and through the church. So I would propose to you that we have this new resolve. Just imagine, imagine that today, December the 31st, we all got up and we got dressed and we made our way down to the First Baptist Church of Richardson and everything was working. Everything was available, but nothing was turned on. We just walked in here. We sat in the dark. We sat in the cold. Everything was available, but nothing was accessed. What a shame. Now, what a shame that would be. Well, physically speaking... I don't think that's ever going to happen. But spiritually speaking, I'm afraid it happens all too often. That we don't, we don't take the access to the power of the Holy Spirit that we have and we put it to use. And so my, my first resolve is for you, for me, for us, 2024, 
be it therefore resolved that we will live with the power and under the authority of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, be it therefore resolved that we will bear a positive witness to the Lord Jesus Christ in 2024. That's what what Acts 1.8 says. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So if you are here and you have acknowledged Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it is our belief that at that moment when you acknowledge Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you. And with that power, with that indwelling of the Holy Spirit, then it is our privilege and our responsibility to bear a positive witness to who he is and what he has done. So in 2024, be it therefore resolved that we will bear a positive witness to the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, whoever we encounter, we will bear that positive witness. Now that's the intent. But if you read between the lines a little bit, it seems to say, if I'm not accessing the power to the Holy Spirit then the witness that I bear to Jesus Christ may just not be as positive as it could and should be. Actually, it could be a negative witness that I bear if I'm not under the power and with the authority of the Holy Spirit. I remember uh, I was a student at Southwestern Seminary a couple of years ago. Uh, and one of, one of my professors, he's passed away now, But in class one day, he just, he just shared his, a little bit of his testimony with us. And I'll never forget what he said. And this is, this is, his, this is his story. And I have remembered it over these couple of years. He said, in the little town where he grew up, he had a best friend. And every Saturday night, he and his best friend went out together. Spent Saturday night in the town, doing whatever kids were doing in that town in those days. That's what they did. And they did this for months, a couple of years. But he said, but every Saturday night, he said, when we, when we would part ways... He would go to his house, and I would go to my house. Before we left, I would say, hey, why don't you come to church with me tomorrow? And every Saturday night, he said, no. Well, this went on for a couple of years. And finally, after his friend said no, at his invitation, he just stopped him and said, listen. I have been inviting you to come to church with me Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Why won't you ever come? Do you know what the answer was? His friend said to him, well, it seems like the only difference between you and me is you go to church on Sunday. So I got two things to say about that. One, that ought to be a difference. I think you ought to go to church on Sunday, regardless. Two, 
If that's the only difference that exists between us and those who do not know the Jesus we know, then that's a shame on us. We ought to live a positive witness that is drawing people in. It is attractive to. It is a winsome witness to others that makes them want to be a part of what we are experiencing and what we are enjoying on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and all through the week because we have this relationship with Jesus. Bearing a positive witness. People can tell. I, uh, I'm a flag flyer at my house. I fly flags. I have lots, I have a, I have a whole tub full of flags that I fly all for the right occasion. Matter of fact, we have some new neighbors that moved in just about two months ago, and she said, thanks for flying your flags. I can keep track of what's happening. <laughs> so this morning... I took down, the, well, I, yesterday I had my Dallas Cowboys flag flying, and, and they needed it. <laughs> I took down my Dallas Cowboys flag, and this morning, in a little ceremony I have out by myself on the front porch, I hung up my Christian flag, which I do every single Sunday. All of my neighbors know, on Sunday, in front of my house, a Christian flag will be flying. I've had them stop and ask, now what is that flag with a cross in it? What is that? That's my Christian flag. But just imagine a world, if you would, where I take down my cowboy's flag, I hang up my Christian flag, all my neighbors know that's a Christian flag, and they know who I am, and yet my car never leaves the parking lot on Sunday morning. What does that say to them? That says to them, that flag doesn't mean much to me. But it does mean something to me. So I'm simply saying, let's resolve that in 2024, we will bear a positive, attractive, winsome witness to the good news of Jesus Christ. Because we have already resolved to live with the power and under the authority of the Holy Spirit. And resolution number three. Be it therefore resolved that we will believe in 2024 that the whole world really needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Now just read Acts 1.8 from a 2024 mindset. You will be my witnesses in Richardson and in Texas and throughout the United States. And to the ends of the world. I think that's the way it kind of reads for us. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem for us. That's Richardson. That's that's right here where we are. That's where we are. You will be my witnesses in that next bigger place. Judea. that's That's Texas. You will be my witnesses in Samaria. Everybody knows that's Oklahoma. You will be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea. And to the ends of the earth, you will be my witnesses. Richardson, Texas, across the United States, and to the ends of the earth. Just just start. Let's just start with Texas. 
You know what Richardson is like. We all know what Dallas is like. But let's, let's look a little bigger Texas. So right now in the state of Texas, 30 million people call Texas home. More than, first time ever, 2024, we'll have more than 30 million people who call Texas home. So did you know that maybe 55% of everybody who lives in Texas right now, only 55% would say they belong to some religious spiritual entity. Now you turn that over and it says 45% of everyone who lives in Texas in 2024, 45% spiritually speaking, don't believe in anything or in anyone. Our resolve ought to be that we want every one of those people to at least hear the good news of Jesus Christ, to believe that they deserve to hear Jesus Christ and his story. So that's, that's just Texas. What about the United? 340 million people now called the U.S. home. Now, if those are the numbers and those are the percentages for Texas, imagine what the percentages are for the United States. They're not nearly that strong. And by the way, if 55% say they believe, well, a lot of them believe in the wrong thing. Across the U.S., more than 50% do not know the Jesus we know, and the people, the 50% that, that may say they believe in something, they believe in the wrong thing all across the country. And then the world, got 8 billion people who now are residents of this world. Millions and millions and millions of them have never even heard the story, haven't even heard the name of Jesus. Our resolve going forward should be, we believe, we want every person from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the world to hear, to know the story of the Lord Jesus Christ that we know. Some years ago, I was in a room and uh, with, with all the other state executive directors. I was the executive director of the Baptist General Convention of the time. It was about four years ago. All the other state executive directors were in the same room, and, and they were introducing to us this, this idea of uh, who's your one. So the, the idea was that everybody, every person would have one person that they would think about, pray for, and seek to share the gospel with and draw into the kingdom. Who's your one person? I'm asking that we would pray and give and go to this end of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world. But not just one person. Would you, who's the one person you're going to pray for? But then it occurred to me, what, what's, the one, what's the one city you want to pray for? So it may be right here, maybe Richardson, maybe it's Dallas. Maybe it's the city you grew up in. Maybe you, maybe you didn't grow up in this area like me. Maybe you, maybe you grew up like me in La Mesa, Texas. But maybe, maybe that's the city you pray for. I have a friend, this young African-American pastor named Eric Vance. I love this guy. He started a new church in Fort Worth about a year and a half ago, Southside Community Church in Fort Worth. Well, man, this, Eric is a prayer warrior. 
He's got these little bumper stickers that he hands out. You can see them all over Fort Worth, and all they say is pray for Fort Worth. He's got these bumper stickers. He hands them out. He, I've got a stack of them in my office that he gave me. So maybe, that's, maybe, maybe you join him in praying for Fort Worth. Or, or, but what's the state you want to pray for? You want to pray for, I'm, I'm a native Texan. I want, to see, I want to see a revival in Texas. Maybe, you, maybe you're not from Texas. You know, in the last 25 years, 5 million people have moved from California to Texas. Maybe you're from California. Maybe you're one of those people who've moved here from California. Maybe that's the state you want to pray for. It needs our prayers. Pray for California. But who's your one person? Who's your one city? Who's your one state? What country do you want to see a revival in? I want to see a revival in the U.S., absolutely. But what about Israel? What about Palestine? What about Ukraine? What about Russia? What about some of those other places? What about Nigeria where it's under the radar that the kind of torment that the people of the Christians in Nigeria are experiencing? Nobody's paying any attention to that, but they are tormented as Nigerian Christians today. Why don't we pray for them? So who's your one person, city, state, country? You're going to follow Acts 1.8, be it therefore resolved. I believe every person needs to come to know the Lord Jesus in 2024. So do you make New Year's resolutions? Some do, some don't. I think I saw one this week that said uh, a young child was asking his parent, what is a New Year's resolution? And dad said to his son, oh, it's... uh, it's a to-do list for the first week of January. <laughs> some resolutions can be kind of cute like that, but some can really make a point. For example, there's a cartoon with two characters. And one of the characters is saying to the other, what do you think next year will bring. Everything seems such a mess right now. And the other guy said, I think next year will bring flowers. The question was back. Why do you think next year will bring flowers? The answer, because I'm planting flowers. Why don't we plant a few spiritual flowers in 2024 and see what God will do? Be it therefore resolved. I will live with the power and under the authority of the Holy Spirit. Be it therefore resolved that I will bear a positive witness to the good news of Jesus Christ. And be it therefore resolved that I will believe and pray and give and go to see that others in Texas, in the United States, and around the world come to know the Jesus I know. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the day, the blessings of the day, and your word, and the truth that it still has, the relevancy that it still has for us, and we just pray that as we end 2023 and look towards what's next in 2024, 
I pray, Heavenly Father, that we would have a new resolve to be the kind of men and women, students and boys and girls that you need us to be and we desire to be. Fill us to that end. These things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.